I never knew how important sleep was to my emotional, mental, and physical health until I was sleep deprived for years on end. First with having young kids, and then more recently when I went through two years of a really stressful point in life. I remember when my kids were young, I would just sit in my car alone and cry because I was so tired. Then more recently, I was just a basket case. Everything felt hard. I had no stress tolerance. I was irritable. I got sick often. It just isn't pretty to be sleep deprived. When you throw autoimmune disease or chronic illness into the mix, it can really throw your health through a loop. Sleep is foundational on the healing journey. It's easier said than done, and I know this firsthand. I also know five strategies that can help improve your quality of sleep, help you sleep through the night, and get you rested. That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook, Let's dive in. So often when we are dealing with autoimmune disease or chronic illness symptoms, sleep eludes us. It's hard to fall asleep, stay asleep. And even if you do sleep through the night, you often don't wake up feeling refreshed. While addressing symptoms takes a holistic approach, today I'm focusing on sleep things that can negatively impact it, and five strategies that have been shown to help improve sleep. The best part is you don't have to do all five at once. Typically, one or two things will work while others won't make as noticeable of a difference. Every person is different, so it's going to be some trial and error with a dose of patience to find out what helps you specifically. So first up, let's talk about what can impact our ability to fall asleep and then stay asleep. First, temperature. The temperature in your room matters. When your room is too warm, you aren't able to go into REM sleep. If it's too cold, same problem. Your body's trying to keep you warm enough to stay alive, and so you're not going to be able to really get into that deep restorative sleep that we need bright lights all evening. In our modern world, we have the ability to keep our homes so much more bright than before electricity. Typically, melatonin is supposed to start being produced as it gets dark. If you are keeping your home super bright after the sun goes down, you're limiting your body's ability to produce the right amount of melatonin to make you tired and ready for bed. Blue light and technology before bed. Blue light causes the same problem as bright lights. Blue lights from technology are similar to blue light waves from the sun. Watching TV, playing on the computer, or scrolling on your phone is interfering with your body's way of producing what you need to sleep well. Lack of a wind down routine. When we have babies, we work hard to do the exact same evening routine every night so that they know it's time to relax and get ready for bed. 
For some reason, we don't realize that we need this at all stages of life. By not having an evening routine, your brain doesn't know that it's time to get ready for bed. Lack of physical activity during the day. Exercise and its impact on sleep have been extensively studied. And the results are pretty clear. Exercise positively impacts the ability to fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and reduce daytime sleepiness and fatigue. Lack of physical activity makes us more tired during the day and negatively impacts our sleep at night. And last but not least, stress. This is a chicken or the egg question when it comes to sleep. Are you feeling more stressed because you aren't sleeping or stress interfering with your sleep? In reality, it's probably both. Like my adrenal fatigue that I've talked about in several episodes, stress can lead to adrenal fatigue and the adrenal fatigue makes it harder to sleep and it's just this vicious cycle that is hard to get out of. So now that we know what interferes with our sleep, what can we do about it? That is the big question. I never like to come to you with, here's what you're doing wrong without telling you ways to fix it, right? So here are five strategies that can improve sleep. Number one, making your room cool and dark like a cave. Your room needs to be pitch black and cool without being cold. They say the perfect sleeping temperature is around 68 degrees. I do have opinions on this. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. If I made my house 68 degrees at night in the summer, I would be freezing and would probably get sick often. In the winter, I can do 68 degrees for sure, no problem. I think what matters most beyond a number on the thermostat is that it's cool enough that you don't wake up in the middle middle of the night hot. You know, typically, you know, if I, if my thermostat's too high, for example, my house gets hot between like 1 and 4 a.m. So I'll wake up hot and then I have a hard time falling back to sleep. So whatever keeps you cool enough to sleep throughout the night, whatever that magic temperature is, do that. Now, light, our eyelids are thin, right? And it's so that things will wake, light specifically will wake us up. So it's essential that you don't let street lights and lights from the city get into your bedroom while sleeping. You know, this will naturally keep you uh, from sleeping and from going into a deep sleep, that deep restorative sleep that we need. We're designed to fall asleep when it's dark and we're designed to wake up when the sun rises. So if there's artificial light in your room, those signals are going to be off. So if your room is dark and cool like a cave, that's instantly going to improve your sleep throughout the night. Number two, dimming lights and minimizing evening blue light exposure. When the sun sets, dim the lights in your house. You don't have to turn everything off and live off of candles, but, you know, turn off the overhead lights, turn on some dim lamps, and just allow your home to be dark like it is outside, You know, put blue light filters on your computer, your iPads, your phone screens. And if you love to watch TV to unwind, invest in blue light filtering glasses. Let your body get the signals it needs to start producing melatonin and calming down your nervous system so that you get tired early enough to go to sleep on time. Number three, establish a bedtime routine. You knew I was going there. 
train your brain to get tired when you do the exact same thing every single night. This triggers your brain to get ready for sleep, but there's also comfort in routine. The routine will lower stress levels in the body, which in turn helps you sleep better and for longer. There are lots of things that you can do. I'm going to share mine with you just to kind of let you know what I do. I dim the lights when it gets dark. I will, I do not, I have like, um, what's it called? (laughs) Night lights in my bathroom. And so I don't have to turn on the lights to like brush my teeth, right? I apply lotion. I turn on my white noise machine. I climb into bed. I journal. I turn off the lights. And then I deep breathe, like I box breathe to relax. And then boom, I'm asleep. The white noise is essential for me because I wake up to every little noise. So blocking out, you know, the noise of the neighborhood or my kids like tossing and turning and maybe knocking the wall with their elbow or their foot or my dog moving around her kennel at night. I'm not going to hear that unless it's loud and that helps me sleep through the night. Number four, add exercise into your weekly routine. Exercising just three times a week for 30 minutes can positively impact your ability to fall asleep more quickly, sleep deeper, and for longer. Technically, we're supposed to get 30 minutes of physical activity every single day just baseline to be healthy. But if you are super intentional about three times per week for 30 minutes, you can reap the benefits exercise provides, especially in regards to your sleep. And last but not least, incorporate stress reduction techniques. I do go deep into this in episode 46, but I'm going to give you an overview here because stress does directly impact sleep. One quick way to help your body release stress before bed is to deep breathe. You can do this in a couple of different ways. You can box breathe where you breathe in for four, hold it for four, exhale for four, and then hold that exhale for four and do this four times. Some people really like to do in-bed yoga, which is just a different form of using your breath and stretching to release stress from the body. Another great option is to journal, getting all those thoughts in your brain out so that you can just let it go and let it rest for the night so your mind's not racing. You know, so while you know, stress management is an ongoing thing. Just incorporating a simple way to just lower stress, lower cortisol, and kind of reconnect to yourself is going to help you sleep better and fall asleep faster. And those are my five strategies to improve sleep. I know that five can sound like a lot, and like I said in the beginning, not everything impacts everybody the same. Something might not help you at all, while something else will. And if it, you know, and that's awesome. Everybody's different. So don't feel like you have to do everything. You might find that you focus on one and then are able to incorporate them. And like me, be able to do all five. And maybe there's even more. You know, I always hate when they're like 20 ways to fall asleep fast. Um, I don't have time to do 20 things. But, you know, you can slowly start incorporating and seeing what works for you and what doesn't. You know, you don't have to do a full 180 to experience benefits. And you know, just slow and steady really wins the race. There's no right or wrong. It's just finding what works for you. So quick review before we wrap up, the five strategies to help improve sleep are making your room like a cave, dark and cool, 
dimming the lights in the evening and putting blue light filters on your devices, establishing a bedtime routine, adding in exercise into your days three times a week, and finding stress management strategies. Pick one and start from there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.